Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. Once again, Dylan at Thunder Chats bringing you the recap of, honestly, one of the craziest games I've seen in a long, long time in which the Thunder were unable to walk away victorious in San Antonio, uh, 154 to 147 in double overtime, and I have a lot of notes. (laughs) Obviously, this game went through four quarters and two overtime periods. A lot of things happened. A lot of guys overachieved. A lot of guys reached career high in a certain statistic category. And, I mean, it was was literally insane. Like, if you watch this game, I mean, the emotional roller coaster it took you on was ridiculous. But that's just a little bit of a precursor before we jump right into this game. And the best way that we can do that is to go ahead and hook up that TiVo. You need to explain to me why you need TiVo. Alright, so, in the first quarter, um, you can really tell how into it the San Antonio crowd was. Um, ironically, this this game started out with a Terrence Ferguson three. Um, actually, I noted down here, Terrence Ferguson hit a three to start a game along with some great defense on DeMar DeRozan on the other end of the floor. I said, let's see if it's a sign of things to come. I said, he misses the next corner three he took. It was not. But, it turns out that was a sign of things to come. And we're going to get into that here um, as we go on through the recap. But, you could tell right away Terrence Ferguson was shooting with newfound confidence that we haven't seen in him in quite some time. Um, so that is definitely encouraging, not only in this game, but for the future this season and seasons beyond um, in OKC. So very nice to see Terrence Ferguson making that. Speaking of things that uh, are a sign of good things to come, Russ sunk his first jumper and he gets fouled by Derek White. And I said, he could be in for a nice night. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty pretty psychic in this game because I call it a lot of stuff. Um, the very next play, DeMar drove right past Paul George and he hammered a reverse slam right near Adams. And I put gritting teeth emojis <laughs> because it was nasty. Paul George, who's 
you know, a defensive player of the year candidate. Got drove by DeMar DeRozan. And then, you know, we know DeRozan's an athlete. And Stephen Adams isn't an elite shot blocker by any means. But DeRozan threw down a nasty dunk. Um, I have noted that we can't hit anything. Aldridge can't miss. He has eight straight points. And the Thunder called a timeout with 6.02 left. Um, Thunder opened up from that timeout with a third three. And then Paul George gets a blow by and a layup, and Pop calls a timeout with 4.38 to play. So we get a quick five points a minute and a half, and it prompts Greg Popovich to call a timeout. All right, so out of the timeout, DeRozan gets a jumper to fall, and then Grant makes a ridiculous layup under the basket. Um, Westbrook fed him deep under the basket. Like, Grant was well beyond the backboard, and he took one dribble, hopped back, and he jumped and was able to just finagle that ball into the rim somehow. I, I still don't understand. The next note I have, which is the theme for the game, is Holy Bellinelli. I actually tweeted this out. But the man made three threes in a row. Not just, you know, his shots like, oh, I made a three a couple possessions ago. I haven't shot since. Now I want to make another one. No. Three straight possessions, Marco Bellinelli hit a three-pointer. He went on his own 9-0 run to make it 28-19 going into media timeout. He said Spurs are making everything. It's ridiculous. And then Ferguson comes out and he hits his third three. He was 3-4 from deep to end the quarter. Uh, that was like right before the end of the quarter. And we were only down 10, 33-23. Um, obviously, San Antonio was shooting lights out. 56% in the first quarter compared to our 39 and then the big difference 100% from the three-point line compared to 33% so that that's that's a reoccurring theme in this game so just prepare yourself if you haven't watched this game um, in the second quarter Terrence Ferguson opened it up with another three making him four or five from the game and I said holy wow because you know we've seen some games where Terrence Ferguson kind of got loose um, I think he had like a 17, 18 point performance earlier this season um, where he was shooting with similar confidence, but of course he suffered a few injuries and a few setbacks since then. So if Ferg can continue to shoot with this confidence and play with this confidence, that is huge for this team. Like I can't even stress to you how huge that is for this team. Um, I have Pegasus made a three. Like I explained this. So me and Maddie Moles, also on OKC Top of Thunder, we used to do a NBA podcast called Stat Chasers with my boy Stu Gardner. Um, and uh, Stu made the point about Davis Bertons, who is the Pegasus. Said, you know, he's also Latvian, just like Porzingis. And, you know, I'm just saying, Bertons could be in for a good year. And I was like, are you saying he's better than Porzingis? And he was like, well, what's better than a unicorn? I said, Pegasus. Thus, Pegasus was born. And Pegasus was flying, man. As you'll see, Patty Mills said he's been a killer for the Spurs. He had a tough three. And then Nader came in, and he hit his customary three. Nader's hit about one three a game since he's been in the Thunder rotation. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's been huge for us. That corner three from Abdel Nader um, has turned into a legit weapon. And I'd honestly love to see us look for him more, uh, get him more involved. Uh, he, he played great. I don't think I have too many more notes on him. He shot 4 or 4, had 11 points. So he was a huge spark off the bench, and I honestly think he deserved more minutes. Uh, but Pegasus made another three. That's seven straight threes. The Spurs are seven for seven. And I said, Berton's turns to hit a 
third three in a row. And I put yikes. Then Bellinelli hit another one again. I said, these boys are 9-9 from three. Good God. Like it. What are you supposed to do when your opponent's hitting 100% from three? Um, but Hami played some great defense on DeMar. Then DeMar gets it back and draws a foul on Hami. But Hami has extremely high defensive potential. I don't know if he could be Andre Robertson level, but OKC's got something special on Hami. And I love watching him every day, or every game, game in, game out. Plays with a ridiculous amount of energy, and he, he's been a steal for us. So Patterson makes a three, making him one or two from deep. Paul George makes a jumper to cut it 13, and the Spurs call timeout 538. I said, if we can cut this lead to single digits by halftime, that'd be great. Um, said, Russ is hitting from mid-range tonight, as he usually is, TVH. And he was. I mean, Russ was on fire from mid-range. And honestly, you know, that's where Russell Westbrook's made his bread and butter. That mid-range and at the rim. Driving to the rim and um, getting the defense on the hills and popping to mid-range. So, I, I hope this is a sign of things to come for Russell Westbrook because he played a phenomenal game. We're going to touch on that. Um, Paul George made one to cut it to 11. He made it. and Or he missed it to cut it to 10. But... We got the rebound, and he made a three-pointer, which was even better. <laughs> so, turned into a five-point play. Um, comes back, gets a steal, and gets fouled. Let's freaking go, PG. Cuts it to six. And then Bellinelli hit another three. Five for five from deep for Marco Bellinelli by himself. Ten to ten from the Spurs for the game. Uh, shooter scored in the lane to be down seven. Um, considering they haven't missed three, I felt very fortunate about that score at that point in time. Um, I mean, Schroeder literally just knifed through the defense. Like, it was nothing with, like, .6 seconds left and made a tough lay-in. Uh, Schroeder didn't have a great game. I think he shot 5 of 14 for the game with, like, 14 points. But the baskets that he got were great. And the ones that he missed weren't terrible shots, weren't terrible misses. They just they just missed. They didn't go in. So, um, yeah. Uh, Paul George had 16, 6 of 11, 1 of 3 from deep and 3-5 from the free throw line at the half. Russ had 11-6-7 on 5-8 of eight shooting and Ferg was 12 points 4-5 from deep. It was ridiculous. Um, Terrence Ferguson actually led the team at the end of the first quarter um, and he was second on the team coming into halftime. So, I mean, hey, Ferguson played a great game. I'm just telling you. I put the Spurs unsung heroes at the halftime. Oh, no, he had 17, 5 and 9, 5 of 5 from deep. Patty Mills, 11 points, 4 of 5, 2 of 2 from deep. Pegasus Bertons, 9 points, 3 of 3 from deep. And then Derek White, a player who OKC had their eye on. A lot of people, including Andrew Schleck and Down to Dunk, really wanted OKC to draft Derek White, where they drafted Terrence Ferguson, um, or even buy a second round pick to draft Derek White. Uh, he shot 4-4 four four at the halftime with 8 points. And honestly, he was he was playing a great game. And he would have played a great game. So we're doing a solid job on DeMar DeRozan. 9 points, 4 of 11, 7 assists. That would actually carry on throughout the night. Uh, we, we did a really good job containing him. Um, you know, played good defense on him. And, you know, he missed some shots. But we played really good deep between Terrence Ferguson, Jeremy Grant, Paul George. The Thunder did a great job guarding him. Then I had Lamarcus Aldridge, 14-6 of 11. A little bit over 50%, but 
considering the ones that he missed, uh, I was happy with it. I actually noted that Lamarcus Aldridge has a knack of missing the easiest shots and making the hardest shots. So, you know, that would not continue. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and tell you spoiler alert. So going into the third, Russ blows up when Marcus Aldridge post up, and Grant comes up empty on a three, and then Aldridge scores on the next possession. Then Grant had a floater that looked like a Steph Curry floater out there, and it made me go, whoa. Uh, White made another one. Forbes made a three, making an 11-11 for Spurs. And then it looks like the Thunder are committed to getting Grant and Adams going because at the 8:28 mark of the third quarter, on a foul that sent Jeremy Grant to the line, Russ Ferg and Paul George hadn't attempted a single shot. All the shots had been taken by Jeremy Grant and Stephen Adams at that point. Uh, PG literally left DeRozan in the dust, and he made a floater. Nobody's going to talk about it, but holy crap. Like, it was a little bit behind half court. Um, I think DeRozan came for the pressure, and Paul George didn't even do a hard cross. He just kind of dribbled back to his right, and DeRozan... DeRozan just bit on it and like when I say left him in the dust I mean left him in the dust but Spurs made another three and that made it 12 for 12 from deep and I said why did I sign up for this game because it was it was measuring up to be a Spurs blowout win but uh, Russ blocked from Marcus Aldridge to get called for a foul and he was so shook he was arguing with the ref as we went to a commercial and I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back and he got a tech. But he didn't have a tech. And Lamarcus Aldridge made both. So, you know, that sucks. Uh, Russ had an M1 yell, and he actually got an M1. And I said, this is rare. Because if you watch OKC games, Russ thinks he gets fouled a lot. And does he get fouled a lot? Absolutely. But he screams M1 on shots that <laughs> he doesn't even get close to making. Uh, it's it's kind of funny, really, but... Um, he did score here, and he converted the free throw, so rare sighting. Um, Forge made another three, making a 13-13 from deep for the Spurs, down 11, and then the Pegasus Burton made another three, 14-14. I said, I am about to break my phone. Ferg answered with a three, and I said, I wish we could get Terrence Ferguson more looks. I wish we would call his number more in this game, in this quarter, and then I had to think to myself, I can't believe I just said that. Like, judging from the beginning of the season to now, Terrence Ferguson has had a Jeremy Grant-type resurgence. Like, last year, Jeremy Grant, at the beginning of the year, not a great basketball player. <laughs> um, but towards the end of the year, he really, you saw a really strong improvement in a lot of different areas. And that's what we're seeing in Terrence Ferguson. So, hopefully, that continues to be a trend. Derek White, um, we're going to hear a lot about him in this recap. But Derek White misses a three to end San Antonio's run. Um, and I said, anything is possible. Now, San Antonio hit 14 straight threes. And I thought this was interesting because they came back on the TNT broadcast and said the last time a team, uh, the, the next closest a team hit to um, opening a game without missing a three was last year Oklahoma City opened up 12-12 from deep. And I believe that was against Cleveland when we hung like 140 on them. I could be wrong, but I think that's when it was. Um, but yeah, the, it, it was kind of ironic the Spurs had that kind of shooting night against the same team. We're not the same team, but you know what I mean. Um, Dennis fouled on a three, and I said, kill me now. Forbes makes all three to put the Thunder down 14. 
And this isn't even a Dennis Schroeder thing. This is Oklahoma City Thunder thing. I can't tell you how many times we foul a three-point shooter and either they convert a four-point play or they get three easy free throws, and it's extremely frustrating. Uh, Russ came out of a timeout with the easy layup, cutting it to 12, and then Paul George hit the three to cut it to 11 after the Spurs score. Spurs turn it over, and Russ brings it in to cut it to nine. Now, in our little slack, um, how the Topic Thunder people communicate to each other during games throughout the day, uh, our very own Matty Moles said Russ was locked in, and absolutely he was locked in this game. That's a seesaw battle here. Down 11, down 9. Down 11, down 9. Down 11, down 9. Like, it was tick for tack. Bucket for bucket. They were matching. And my wife, who sits and watches every game with me. I don't want to say she watches. She sits with me while I watch every game. Um, was trying to distract me with Snapchat filters. So, that was a great time. And at that point, the Thunder was down 12 after Grant split free throws. Um, at the end of the quarter, we was down 12, and my wife was putting Snapchat filters on my face, and I wasn't happy. <laughs> I just wasn't happy. Um, opening up the fourth quarter, Dennis threw a J, uh, alley-oop to Jeremy Grant over the top of Jakob Pertle, which was very nice. Jeremy Grant was huge in this game. Um, DeMar DeRozan had an am one answer. I just said, come on, man. Like, literally, every time OKC made a bucket, it seemed like the Spurs had an answer. And not only an answer, but a better answer. A three-point play, a three-pointer, you know, something stupid. And then Grant blew by DeRozan and punched it. When I mean punch it, this man punched it. Um, First of all, the fact that Jeremy Grant can blow by DeMar DeRozan is not only staggering, but it's kind of embarrassing for DeMar DeRozan. Because Jeremy Grant's a tremendous athlete, but he doesn't have a super quick step, at least compared to guards. But... He got the ball at the top of the key, and he blew right by DeMar DeRozan, punching punching it with the left hand. And it it was just another play in the myriad of special plays Jeremy Grant made in this game. Um, But, of course, DeMar DeRozan comes down, answers with a jumper, and then Dennis Schroeder made a three. I said, gosh, I miss it when he was making those a lot. I miss saying Dennis three. I miss saying Dennis and substituting the E with a three on Twitter. Like, I miss that so much. Schroeder has been struggling the past month or so uh, shooting the ball, and hopefully, you know, that's something that he can overcome. Uh, he drove in, he got fouled, he made both, and it was an eight-point game, just like that. Uh, Grant blocks DeMar, and then Pirtle blocks Dennis on the other end, but we got the ball back. Um, I put a note here because early in the first half, a lot of DeMar DeRozan's assists, he had seven assists at the end of the half, so... A lot of his assists were created off of just driving in and hitting a spin move and finding whoever was open at the three-point line. And, of course, they shot 100% from three, so it was super effective uh, for the Pokemon fans out there. <laughs> but I said the Thunder are doing a great job snuffing out the DeMar DeRozan spin move that was so deadly in the first half and getting guys open. And they really were. Um, they were starting to shut it down. Like I said, DeRozan really struggled in this game shooting the ball, but OKC made sure that he was struggling with different assets of the game, um, actually forcing him into four turnovers of his own, which, you know, he had 11 assists, so that's still a solid ratio, especially since DeMar isn't a point guard, but those turnovers proved to be huge. Uh, Russ comes in, dishes to Adams for the jam immediately, and we're down six with the Spurs call timeout, 9.08 left. Homie's shutting down DeMar again, um, and he, he shut down DeMar. Like, it, it was beautiful defense, and then DeMar 
kicked it out to Marco Bellinelli, who hit a mid-ranger out of halftime. It was like a falling mid-ranger, like two seconds on the shot clock. And Reggie Miller actually made the comment that Hamadou Diallo is hounding DeMar DeRozan. So, take take that what you will. Uh, Nader with a nice lay-in, and I love it. I love everything about Abdel Nader, man. Like, he, this is a guy who, coming into the year, didn't have a spot in the rotation. And when he came in, all he did was ball. All he did was come in and show that he belonged in this rotation. And, you know, he didn't let, you know, sitting on the bench get to him. He didn't let, you know, not getting minutes get to him. Like, he, you know, he just took it. He just took it every day, every game. And then finally, his number was called, and he answered. So that was awesome. Right, but Russ took a charge, and that is my point guard. Russell Westbrook is an intense player, one of the most ridiculously athletic people in all of sports, all time. And he goes in there and he takes a charge. That's my point guard. Then he comes on the other end and he makes his cotton shot. Smooth like butter. That's what I said. Because it was, man. Like he, he just came down in on the other end and pulled up on the elbow, dripping. Nothing but net. And of course, the Mark Saldridge answers. But. Abdel Nader came in and made another layup. Come on with it. And the Thunder only down four. Uh, Nader rebounds. Russ's miss on the other end and slams it. And I just say, Nader! Um, credit to my boy Stephen Dolan, uh, who is actually live-tweeting from OKC Topic Thunder's Twitter page, and said, Darth Nader. Mm, so perfect. Like, usually Stephen's pretty bad at nicknames. So I'll, I'll just call it what it is. But Darth Nader, that was great. That was epic. And, I mean, it was true. Adams made a layup, and the game was tied. The Thunder called a timeout 556, and the game was tied. Russ comes out the timeout with a travel. Uh, he actually went up for a shot, uh, went to pass it, but he landed on the ground before he actually got the ball out of his hands. And then Adams goes down guarding LaMarcus Aldridge. Not good, boys. Not good. Like, when I say you couldn't have came out of a timeout any worse you couldn't have come out of a timeout anywhere. Russ Westbrook comes down, gets a turnover in a tie game, in a game where he's been shooting great. He hasn't turned the ball over much. I think he had um, three on the night. But Russ turns it over there, and then you go down the other end, and not only does the Spurs get a score by Marcus Aldridge, but in doing so, Adams goes down. He is hurt. He goes to the locker room. Like, your number three best player on your team goes down. Uh, it's not great. And that said, Patterson was coming in for him. Yikes. Because I love Patrick Patterson. He's a U.K. player. I'm always going to support him. Uh, he actually played pretty good in this game, considering how he shot. Uh, or, you know, his shooting was good in this game. But Patterson's not a big boy. Um, they actually showed a... Uh, a feed of Adams walking to the locker room, and Adams couldn't put any weight on that ankle at all. I, I was fearing for the worst. And then Lamarcus, they the Spurs immediately go to Lamarcus Aldridge, um, who backs down Patrick Patterson like he's a little boy. And Patrick Patterson is a big guy. He's like 6'9", uh, 230, something like that. I don't know. But, I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge moved him like he wasn't even there. And then Patterson came out almost immediately for Jeremy Grant, which I thought was hilarious, but also a great move. And then, lo and behold, Dennis Schroeder makes another huge three 
to put the Thunder down one. Uh, when Marcus Aldridge makes a ridiculous play, he gets double teamed um, by Jeremy Grant and I think Paul George. Um, he spun off his right shoulder, shot the ball, um, and it hit off the glass. It, it wasn't a real shot. He passed off the glass to himself, went and grabbed the rebound, and he made it. So kudos to you on that, man, trying to look like Vince Carter chasing McGrady. Um, it worked. <laughs> Um, I said, we have no answer for him. Three straight buckets, down five. Oh, no. Another one, sheesh, down seven. Marcus Aldridge went at us four straight times, and we had no answer for that guy. Uh, Grant made a three. So thank God, because we were only down four. Tremendous effort by the Thunder on this next possession. Grant blocks Marcus Aldridge at the rim. Aldridge gets it back, and he misses. And it, it was an easy look. Like I said at the beginning of the, the podcast, Aldridge has an uncanny knack to miss the easiest stuff and make the hardest stuff. And he missed the easy look. Um, he tries to grab the rebound. Ferg, Paul George, Grant are all there scrambling, trying to rip the ball out of his hands. I think Grant actually finally gets it. Gets it to Dennis, who kicks it to Russ, who gets a three from Terrence Ferguson to make it six or seven from deep for Terrence Ferguson to make it down one. What is this game? And that is, that is a phrase I literally uttered like 25 times last night. White comes down, makes a shot, and Grant gets called for a moving screen down three. DeMar DeRozan airballed it. Russ rebound, moves to Dennis, who finds Russ again. Russ has an open look, like a wide open look. Like there's so many videos on Twitter about this. Russ was wide open on the left wing. Sees Terrence Ferguson on the right wing. Flips it cross court to him. Terrence Ferguson drains the three seven of eight from deep tie ball game and then Derek white comes down and makes a ridiculous three-pointer to go up three points and i said my stream is behind i'm going on airplane mode so i can experience this win lose or tie legitimately and i did i put it on airplane mode i didn't want any espn notification thunder app notification any tweets spoiling what i was watching because this game was wild we were down three you know, there's like seconds left, and I, I wanted to experience it. And that's what I did. And so we got to let Ferg shoot it, right? I mean, he's on fire. He's 7 of 8 for the game. We did not. Russ came in. He got an easy layup, and I love this call. This, this is a gripe I have with coaches all across basketball. Just because you were down 3 does not mean you need a 3. Get, get a layup. Get a 2. Get what is there, and then play defense, give yourself a chance. Because, newsflash, it's harder to make a three-pointer than it is to make a layup. So, the Thunder did that. Russ got an easy layup, and San Antonio caught a timeout with 16 seconds left, down one. And I said, I can't handle this. Ferg fouled Bellinelli on a really weird play, and they reviewed to see if it was before the inbound. If the ball wasn't in, then they get a shot and possession. The ball was not in. San Antonio got a free throw, and then they got the ball. And I said, this sucks so freaking bad. Russ is just shaking his head as LaMarcus Aldridge, or not Russ. Ferg is just shaking his head as LaMarcus Aldridge makes his free throw. And then, holy crap, we get the steal on Bellinelli. They inbound it to Marco Bellinelli, and instead of fouling, like you're, like you're not supposed to, like as soon as they get the ball, you don't immediately foul. You try to get a steal. And when you have Russell Westbrook, number one in the NBA in steals, and Paul George, number two in the NBA in steals, on the same team, 
They bum-rushed Bellinelli, got the ball loose, and Paul George drove down the court, and Derek White fouled him. Now, they was reviewing to see if White did a clear path foul with Paul George, which means he would get the shots and the ball. Turns out that was not the case. It was a common foul, but you, it could be it could be argued that it was a clear path foul. And if it was a clear path foul, this game is completely different. Paul George gets um, he gets two shots, and OKC gets the ball. So at this point, you know we're down two. Paul George gets two to tie it, and then we have the ball to run another possession. That would have been huge for us, but no, it was a common foul. Um, so it was, the, and it was their foul to give. So they had to foul again. But Adams was back on the bench, and I put this in caps locks. A lot of my notes are in caps locks because this game was insane. Uh, Russ lobbed it to Jeremy Grant to tie the game, and I said, "What is this game? I don't even know what's happening right now. We are tied. Holy horse crap, pajamas! I don't even know what that means. I don't remember typing that, but I like it. <laughs> um, phenomenal defense equals overtime." Holy crap, 130-130. This is bonkers. And I believe that was on DeMar DeRozan. Um, he tried to make a, th- a shot to put it to win the game, and Paul George just said no. Nah. So going into overtime, Spurs controlled the tip, and my phone is on airplane mode because, again, I don't want any spoilers. Russ gets the board. He misses. Grant recovers, and we go up two. Mark Saldridge attacks Grant. He scores and matches his career high. Yikes. Yikes indeed. And that is going to come up again. And then Adams is back in. Yay, 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 yay. Can we just talk about how tough Steven Adams is? Like, he was hurt. Like, he could not walk on that foot. And for him to come back in this game because his team needs him, he sees Lamarck Saldridge going off. Uh, He sees... Patterson can't guard him. He sees Grant's having a hard time guarding him. And for him to come in and say, my team needs me. I don't care how much my foot hurts. I want to go in and help them. Is just huge. This guy's a pro's pro. He is an all-star. And you need to vote Stephen Adams for the all-star game. And immediately, Stephen Adams comes back in. Paul George runs a pick and roll with him. And so, uh, Adams sets a pick on his right side. Paul George drives his defender into Adams, comes in front of Adams, steps behind Adams, makes a three. Steven Adams makes things happen. So let's freaking go. I mean, Derek White scored, but they were down one still. I mean, Derek White, he, he, he was really good this game, and it makes me sad. Um, Russ took a three, and it went about as you would expect. Uh, I can't argue with the shot. It was pretty open, um, but... You know, when you're shooting 0 of 2 already, I don't love the shot. Um, Aldridge came in and scored out of pick and roll for 47 points. Paul George misses his floater, and Forbes gets the rebound. Mills left Adams in the sunken place and hits a three. Like, you could you could see Steven Adams didn't have the burst or the change of speeds that he normally has because of how his ankle was hurt. Uh, Patty Mills was simply just going left. And he didn't even cross Steven Adams. He just came back right, and Adams couldn't recover quick enough, and Mills made a three. Um, then he scores to make us down two. Adams came back down and scored to make it down two. Uh, Grant draws a, draws a charge on Lamarck Saldridge, and I, I think Grant had something like five <laughs> like five uh, charges taken in this game. 
Like, he, he was everywhere. Um, Paul George misses another floater, and White gets the rebound. Russ pokes it away with six on the shot clock, and Aldridge, in a zone, hits a tough jumper to give him 49 up four. So Russ knocked it away with six seconds left on the shot clock, but they got it into Aldridge, and Aldridge does what Aldridge does. Grant comes down to make a tough two around the basket for his career high, 24 points. Career high. I'm going to say that again a few times on this podcast, but career high for Jeremy Grant, 24 points, down two. Again, what is this game? Aldridge misses over Grant. Paul George comes down, misses a three. Russ, oh my gosh. Like, this play is almost the reason why I love Russell Westbrook. Russ is at the corner. And Paul George took the three on the right wing. He's on the left corner. Paul George misses. Russ comes in. I'm, I literally feel like his hand was at the top of the backboard. But he smacks the ball to Jeremy Grant. Like, it was a huge rebound. If we don't get that rebound, San Antonio gets that rebound, that's game over, Chief. But he gets the rebound to Jeremy Grant, goes to the right corner. Grant gives it back to him. Rush drives in. Aldridge rotates to Russ. Russ flips it to Adams for a ridiculous slam on Lamarcus Aldridge to tie the game. I put slamma jamma on Aldridge from Steven Adams. And then this is where DeRozan couldn't score on Paul George. Um, tie game. Timeout was taken with .3 left. They was looking to see if it was .6 left on the clock. It could be argued that there was. I'm not going to sit here and dissect everything the refs do. Um, but they ultimately left it with .3 seconds on the clock. And I put Russ as a new career high and assist with 24. And I said, this game is one for the ages. Again, there's that career high again. Russell Westbrook's previous career high was 22 against the Phoenix Suns when he broke out the Sham God on Devin Booker, Tyler Lewis, and then dished it um, when Marcus Chris went to challenge his shot to Stephen Adams for nice no-look pass and jam. So, uh, new career high tonight or last night against the Spurs with 24 assists. Um... I said .3 seconds left looks like a lob, and Russ is inbounding. He lobbed it to Grant, but it wasn't close enough to the basket. Spurs had a lot of people around the basket, so Grant couldn't make it, and it goes into double overtime. I said, my wife hates me right now because this game started at 9.30, so you think it's going to end about 11.30, 11.45. This game wasn't over until about 1, 1.15, 1.30, so my wife was not a happy camper. <laughs> um, going into double overtime, Aldridge hits his 51st point of the night. Uh, Reggie Miller welcomed him to the 50-point club. But Paul George answers on the other end. But, and this is huge, he gets a technical foul because he wanted contact. And everybody disagreed with this, including Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is like, at this stage in the game, in this heated, tight matchup, in double overtime, Paul George asking for a foul when he probably should have gotten a foul call. There's no reason... He should be teed up for that. And, of course, Aldridge goes in. He makes his free throw. And White scores a layup to go up three. Russ takes a step back three. <coughs> it went as you would expect. Well, Marcus Aldridge kicked it to DeMar DeRozan for a tough finish inside to go up five. Grant gets an offensive board. He gets hacked. He makes the first miss second. We're down four. Mills misses a three. Dennis dishes to Grant. And White stuffs him at the rim. And when I say Derek White played a great game, he played a great game. Um, Jeremy Grant, for all intents and purposes, I thought he had an 
easy too. But Derek White went up with him, met him at the rim, blocked the shot, um, and actually took a shot from Jeremy Grant coming back down. Um, you know, just momentum, gravity bringing him back down. His elbow caught Derek White in the eye. Bust him open. He was bleeding. Um, the Thunder was down four when the Spurs took a timeout. One thirty-two left. And then Grant drew another charge on DeMar DeRozan. And then Reggie Miller. Now, I'm going to reference Reggie Miller a lot because he was actually pretty good on the call yesterday. So Jeremy Grant has been spectacular for the Thunder. And he was, whether it was scoring, whether it was rebounding, whether it was his defense, whether it was taking charges, uh, Jeremy Grant was spectacular. Russ finds Dennis for a floater, but he misses, and Aldridge gets the rebound. That's another one of those shots that I was talking about where Schroeder was just missing shots he normally makes. And that's not going to happen all the time, so it, it was good to see Russ trust Dennis in that situation. We forced a shot clock violation, but we were still down four. And then I said, think of how critical Nerlens Noel could have been in this game. Because when Adams was out, we had Jeremy Grant, we had Patrick Patterson. Grant and Patterson are both a lot smaller than Aldridge. Nerlens Noel isn't the thickest boy in the NBA, but what he doesn't have in girth, he has in height, he has in um, intellect defensively. Um, I, I think he could have been a game changer on Marcus Aldridge. That's just me. But um, they gave the ball to San Antonio with 53.1, 14 on the shot clock, and I said, not good. Aldridge actually missed a shot. Paul George got the rebound. He got fouled on his shot, makes the first, makes the second, down two. And I said, defense. We got to play defense. Um, Aldridge gets doubled by Jeremy Grant and Russ. Grant fouls him, and he is fouled out. That's rough, man. That's rough. As great as Jeremy Grant's been, taking all those charges, getting a career high in points for him to foul out in this game, that was huge for San Antonio. We were down two at that point. That is huge. Steven Adams came back in for Grant, and I said, this sucks so bad. Because Steven Adams hadn't played in the entire double overtime. Billy went small. He started double overtime with Dennis Russ, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Terrence Ferguson. And for all intents and purposes, it wasn't not working. <laughs> um, but Grant fouling out definitely hurt this team. Um, Spurs chanted MVP for Marcus Aldridge at the line. He makes 54 points. So, you know, that was impressive. But it's still weird flex <laughs> for Marcus Aldridge to get MVP chance when he's, like, not even top 20 in the conversation. Just saying. Uh, so this was weird. Paul George comes down. Um, he kicks it to Russ. Russ doesn't have nothing. He kicks it to Ferg. Ferg pump fakes, attacks the closeout, and then tries to kick it back across the court to PG. And Derek White sniffs him out. Ferg threw it right to him. Adams fouled Jeremy Grant, and I said, this is likely ball game. White made one, and my stream froze. So I went to Gamecast. He made the second. Thunder called timeout down six. They fouled Alec. Or they f and I, oh, this made me so mad. <laughs> They fouled Steven Adams immediately. And I said, this is so cowardly, if you ask me. I hate any team that would result to hacking somebody. Like, that is the most cowardly way to win a basketball in the history of basketball. That's basically saying, hey, we know we're not as good as you, so we're going to take this shortcut so you don't have a chance to beat us. And, you know, for Adams' credit, he made the first. And who knows, he could have made the second, but... He missed the second one on purpose. 
Uh, got it to Paul George, who had a pretty good look, but he missed the three. Why got the rebound? Adams fouled him. Aldridge, uh, Adams, or White got the rebound, I'm sorry. He kicked it to Aldridge. Adams fouled Aldridge, who made two free throws for his 56 point, and that is ball game. Whew, what a roller coaster, man. Like, that game was up and down. The Thunder had momentum. The Spurs had momentum. Adams was hurt. Grant was balling out. Marcus Aldridge was ridiculous. They were chanting MVP. Russell Westbrook had a career high. Paul George was getting teed up. Like, uh, Derek White had a bloody face. The amount of emotions I went through in this game is unhealthy. Let's <laughs> just go with what it is. Thunder ended up losing by seven in double overtime. Um, but considering how Spurs shot, 56 from the field, 85% from deep, 90% from the free throw line, you're going to lose every time an opponent shoots like that. Usually, if an opponent shoots like that, you're going to lose by 20 points. The fact the Thunder were able to make this a game, not only make this a game, send it into overtime, send it into double overtime, and then just lose by seven, that is extremely encouraging. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of Spurs stats before I get into the player of the game. I'm sorry, this has been such a long podcast. There was a lot that happened, so much that you could expect in a double overtime game. Um, Marcus Aldridge put up 56 points, 20 of 33, 16 of 16 from the free throw line, and that was great. That was huge. But what if I told you? Marcus Aldridge could have scored his 56 points and the Thunder still could have won. Davis Bertans, 4 of 4 from deep, 12 points. Patty Mills, 5 of 7, 3 of 4 from deep, 14 points. Marco Bellinelli, 6 of 10, 5 of 5 from deep, 19 points. Derek White, playing the game of his life. I'm pretty sure this is his career high. 23 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 10 of 17 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, and playing good overall defense. Like, that's not going to happen every game. I, I would – oh, I'm sorry. Bryn Forbes, 4-6 four from the field, 3-3 three, three from deep. I would wager to you that San Antonio won't make 16 threes the rest of the year. They just won't. They talked about it all podcasts, how San, or podcasts, all broadcasts, how San Antonio led the NBA in three-point field goal percentage, but they don't take a lot. I think they averaged like 12 a game, they said. They shot 19 this one, then made 16. It's not going to happen every game. I can almost guarantee you it is not going to happen when we play them on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be an entirely different story, but, you know, I digress. Um, on the Thunder side of things, we're going to go ahead and get into the Academy Award for the most valuable player, the player of the game. And it goes to listen. Y'all can say what you want on player of the game. Uh, you could literally go about a hundred different directions. Paul George, forty-seven minutes, thirty points, eleven of twenty-five, three of seven from deep, eight rebounds, three steals. Stephen Adams on a bum ankle at nineteen points, eight of thirteen from shooting, seven rebounds. Uh, Terry Ferguson at 21 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 7 of 10 from deep. Uh, that's not a career high. 24, I think, is his career high still um, last year when he went off in L.A. I think he had eight threes that game. But 
this was much more than a flash of a pan like that game was. So that was a lot more impressive. To me, or this game was a lot more impressive to me. And again, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. And I do want to give a shout out to Terrence Ferguson because he was huge in this game. Um, even though he had that turnover late, he played a really good game. Um, Jeremy Grant, 24 points. Um, also had 12 rebounds. Uh, 10 to 20 from sh- uh, shooting, 50%. He did fail out. He had 25 points, I'm sorry. You know, I I could hear so many cases, but this is staggering to me. Russell Westbrook played 50 minutes in this game. Game high, 50 minutes. He had 24 points on 50% shooting, 11-22. Sure, he was 0-4 from deep. Sure, um, he went in there and he only made 2-5 of five free throws. I, I don't care, all right? Russ played an efficient game shooting all right not only that he had 13 rebounds one of which was huge which i highlighted um in the tivo then he had a career high in assist with 24 24 assists all right so his career high was 22 now 24 not only that he had three turnovers all right that is an eight to one assist to turnover ratio that is unheard of in this day and age, all right? And he also pitched in two steals. So, Russell Westbrook, you are without question 100% tonight's player of the game. Last night's player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? (laughs) I'll be sick. I was just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. All right. So that is the end of the recap of this bonkers game in San Antonio. Um, I'm sorry this podcast went a little long. I did ask for questions if anybody had any. I had three, so I just want to highlight those really quick. Um, at Joe underscore blow 2014 said, Why the four letter word <laughs> did it take us so long to start double teaming Aldridge? Um, I can't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Um, honestly, double teaming Aldridge would have made a lot more sense throughout the game just because Aldridge is not a playmaker. He's not great at making the pass out of a double team like a Pal Gasol, his teammate. Um, so it, it could have changed the outcome of this game, but you know it, it's hard to say. Um, Adams is a phenomenal defender. I trust Steven Adams on almost any big man in the league. So, I understand Billy's rationale for not doing that, but I agree, it did seem like a double team was working. Um, at JKMJX3, said Russell Westbrook had himself a game, 24 assists, impressive. This loss wasn't on him. Here's a question, though, horrible officiating. Every review went against OKC. Thoughts? <sighs> I'm, I'm trying really hard not to blame every game on officiating. Um, were there calls that went against us? Absolutely. Um, should Paul George have got teed up in double overtime? Probably not. But were there other things OKC could have done to win the game? Absolutely. So not going to put this one on the refs, but maybe do better. <laughs> um, in the same vein, at Daniel Jim 15 said, Why are we just about to lose the third spot in the West? What is happening with the Thunder defense? And my boy Stephen Dolan, 
from the top of Thunder account said 16 and 19 from three happened tonight, which is historic. Don't panic. And that's why I said at the beginning of this episode, the Spurs came out hitting on all cylinders. And even if Lamar Aldridge scores his uh, 56 points that he puts up, if the Spurs miss literally three more threes, they made 16 of 19. If they miss three more threes, that's still one above their season average of three points attempted. OKC wins this game. Um, OKC is still third seed in the Western Conference, so it's not a lot of need to panic. San Antonio did move up from seven to six after the win over OKC, but quick little uh, forecast for you. We play the Spurs again Saturday, and it's in our home court. This loss is going to be fresh on our minds. Um, you know, maybe that's when we go out and we double team on Marcus Aldridge. Maybe we have a different game plan. Maybe we do some different things to get Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant going early. Maybe Terrence Ferguson's still shooting on all cylinders. Like, I, I can't tell you, but all I can tell you is I'm really excited to watch the game and I'm excited to watch the Thunder victory. But guys, with that being said, I want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. If you haven't already, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, we're awesome. <laughs> um, at OKC Topic Thunder, where we live tweet the games. Of course, you can catch out our podcasts um, on the Twitter page and you know a lot of other goodies. Um, go ahead and find us at nowthatsthunderbasketball.com as well as thundersintentions.com. Um, and if you haven't already, which, I, again, I, I don't know why you haven't because we're awesome and you guys love us, uh, go ahead and find us on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast and hit that subscribe button on iTunes or anywhere else you can leave a rating, leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. Definitely helps us out. We definitely appreciate that. And, guys, we, we can't thank you enough for the support that you guys have shown us throughout the season. Um, just continue to do that. Better days are ahead for the Thunder. I fully believe that. And I think they're going to start on Saturday. So, until then, this is at Thunder Chat signing off. Y'all have a great night. God bless. Thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.